ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into another edition of the Apples to Apples podcast. This is episode two, straight from quarantine. Hopefully, we don't have too many more of these left ahead of us. Uh, not apples and apples, but apples to apples from quarantine. Because I think I speak for all of us when I say we're just about ready to get this over with. But you decided to spend an hour of your quarantine with us. So, of course, we have to thank you for that first and foremost. We got a packed show today. We have a very special guest today. Uh, and actually, for the first time, well, we had a lot last week. But for the first time in a while, there's a good chunk of stuff in the sports world that we have to talk about. So uh, I won't waste too much time. But before we get right... What? I, no, I was talking to Sam. I just said I doubt that. Uh, you're the one wasting time right now. So... I, I was continue? talking to Sam, but yeah, go ahead. All right, I'm going to continue that. As always, you found us one way or another, so thank you to everyone out there in the orchard for tuning in. You can find us in a number of places. Our home base is anchor.fm slash apples-2-apples. If you go there, you're going to find links to all of your favorite streaming services, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. And you can just go to any of those apps separately and search us. You'll find our shows there every single week. If you want to follow, subscribe, like, you'll know when our show is out there live and ready to go. So go do that. You can also listen to it straight on Anchor, either online or on the app, or also on the PodMN app. So go download that. That is strictly Minnesota content, whether it's sports, food, lifestyle, regular news. It's all of your favorite uh, Minnesota. The lifestyle one might not be really much right now. <laughs> yeah, those. I mean, we had to take a bit of a pause, but I have to imagine they have to take even a bigger. Uh, Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. Although, I mean, special. lifestyle. I think they'd actually have a lot to talk about. What do you do in your quarantine? How do you pass your time? Nothing. Well, you should take at least an hour to listen to apples to apples every yeah, week. Good point. Um, for once. Go ahead. We have a special guest. Got the Pod MN app. So it's got everybody. It's got all your favorite Minnesota personalities, and then us for some reason. Um, and certainly last but not least, as always, we are on WFNU 94.1 FM, Frogtown Community Radio. We are, li- well, yeah. not really live. We are played live Saturday morning, 7 a.m. Central Time, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. And that is just the kickoff of the Sunday Sports Spectacular. We are 2, 2 a.m. Hawaii, if anyone's wondering. No one was wondering. Oh, go ahead. I don't know if you can tell, Drew. And our special guest that hasn't been mentioned yet. Uh, Dad is, I don't know if he had too much coffee this morning, but he seems nervous. I don't know he, if it's he, because of our special guest, but he's shaking. Yeah, That's no, funny. he's shaky for sure. You can tell. You can hear it in his voice. I wasn't shaking. His hands are under his legs. Well, because your legs are on top of my legs. I didn't. Exactly. Okay. But he's shaking. He hasn't stopped shaking. First of all, I was flexing my arm for Sam and... When it's this big, it shakes a little. That's what he's referring to. Conti- uh, why have, are you interrupting him? You've interrupted him five times. About, I'm just telling Drew about why you you're in your workout later. Don't don't let me forget. Okay. Um, you inter- especially it's really rude to interrupt me in the middle of the Duff- the WFNU part because I was just I, getting yeah, into Sunday that sports. That wasn't weekend. me. That was. I didn't Sam. say who was rude about it. I just oh, said it was rude. Point. All right, go ahead. And following us at 8 a.m. Central or mm. 9 a.m. Eastern is Connor's Corner. That's your main event of the Sunday Sports Spectacular. But get it started with us at 7. You can listen to that on 94.1 FM or at WFNU.org. Or WFNU has an app. You can search their app in the App Store and stream it live there. Uh, I think that's everywhere you can listen to us. I think I got that all in. You can also obviously follow us on Twitter at Apples2ApplesPC. You can tweet us in questions, thoughts, concerns, random things you want us to just say on air. I guess we can do that too. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook as well. Just search Apples to Apples. You see us with our little logo, which is the same one that you would see right now when you listen to the podcast. So it should be easy to find. And I think 
that is all I have. I am actually back in the Macintosh studios here in New York, New York, for just uh, at least a week or two. Uh, we'll see how this quarantine plays out. So I, I will send it from wow. there He's out back to... In New York. Yeah, I... I uh, they don't really have a song. There's no like back in New York song. There's like oh. an in New York song. There's like there's a, a back in the USSR. That's right actually that. what I was thinking. I was like, I probably need a bad time to go there. Um, yeah. Really a bad time to go anywhere. Um, I'm yeah, I'm right here. But yeah, I think that's actually. I wanted to get through it quick today because no, we got a job. huge show. We got Sam went 74 draft picks to recap. We got uh, a couple signings. We got a lot, but we also have a special guest. I want to make sure he gets his due. In the intro. Correct. So, Dad, Sam, I'll send it to you guys to introduce our guest today because you you, uh, you know him a bit better than I do, and you'll you'll do a way better job introducing him than I would. Well, we are uh, – where what studio are we in, Sam? Are we still – Honeycrisp. Honeycrisp Studios. Sam and, Sam and I just about sitting on top of each other. Sam's very comfortable, which is awkward. But uh, we do have a special guest. We talked about it last week. Uh, we're going to have Orchard members that – Want to come on and uh, spend some time with us during this COVID-19? Uh, last, I think Matt might have been the only one listening last week, so we invited him. But uh, it's happened before. But our very special guest, I think I'm just going to throw this out there. I think he might be the youngest coach to ever win a Minnesota State High School tournament. But he did specifically win the baseball tournament. Well, he didn't totally, but he won the baseball tournament. I think he might be the youngest coach ever. Uh, Matt, Coach Matt Kelly, but we can just call him Matt. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. I don't know about the whole youngest coach thing, but I'll go with it. It sounds good. Yeah, it does, and I don't. There won't <laughs> probably be one to dispute it. And what's weird is you played. You you actually played against Drew. I'm not sure if Drew played that day or not. No offense, <laughs> Drew. <laughs> and, Depending uh, on. When you're talking about maybe some offense taken, but probably not. Yeah, that might have been the game you only lasted. Well, we're not going to go back. That was a long time ago. Um, and mom isn't over it yet, and if she hears me, it'll get ugly. She never will be. No, she'll never be. When She's you still not over, like, yeah. It was, but it was it was against North St. Paul when you got yanked rather early. I do remember it was North St. Paul because you guys were rated, like, third in the state or something. Yeah, so that would have been my junior year, and we oh. were we were a lot better that year. My senior year, we were just terrible. Okay, so yeah, your junior year, and then Sammy, you kind of coached. Yeah, I mean, he's not real coachable, but so you have some ties to the to the family. I certainly have some ties, and uh, the senior Applebaum is uh, in his second year. We're supposed to be in his second year on, on the coaching yeah. staff, so yeah, there are a few ties there. And I think I think now is a good time to announce that St. Thomas is two-time defending state champions because I mean I don't yeah see that's another one I'll go with it I don't know yeah, if it goes in the record book that way but it sounds good I think you're the youngest coach to be two-time defending now nothing no one has to really remember in the book they won't exactly know what happened that second year because there won't be any scores but but welcome to the show so we're gonna talk a lot about the draft but I want to cut it into two parts for you guys. One, I want to. We'll get to the picks, the actual picks. And Matt, you're a Viking fan, right? I don't. I'm I sure. am. Okay, so we're on. We're on the same page there. Uh, we'll get to the actual picks with the Vikings, and then there are some other really bizarre picks. But I want to start with, and we're going to start with Sam. I want to start with the actual draft. The 
job the NFL slash ESPN did, because I think I'm in the minority. I thought they did an awful job, and I'll explain why at the end, because I don't want to, you know, taint uh, your thoughts. But I want to let's just talk about the draft itself, the process and the, the the coverage, and there's just a lot of really weird things. And the ratings were high, but more people were at home than ever too. So with nothing else to watch, right? So let's start with Sammy. We'll go Sam, Matt, Drew, and then I'll I'll tell you my opinion. Sam? So, like Dad, I hated what ESPN, the NFL Network, did so much that I just watched the Bleacher Report live. Yeah, that, I can vouch <laughs> and for that. I had all the picks about five minutes before Dad. It was he weird. Was, Dad was watching ESPN, and I texted all my friends. I They thought I was some genius insider just predicting all the picks. In reality, I just had the picks beforehand. Because Bleacher Report, what they were doing, and I'm sure other news news outlets were too, they would actually, when the pick was in, they would, I don't know how they got the information, but they would announce the pick. ESPN would go in 10 minutes for each pick, and they'd be about two picks behind. So, And I was just sick and tired of it, so I just went and watched Bleacher Report. And, I, and the Bleacher Report guys would actually talk about the picks themselves and the players themselves and show their tape. The ESPN guys were doing sob stories and talking about some guy's mom who battled drugs, drug addiction. Um, and Don't forget about the sister that got struck by lightning. Yeah, and then who also battled cancer and got shot. Um, so I didn't love it at all, to be honest. I mean, it was definitely went better, went more smooth than we thought with the Wi-Fi and everything. But I would have way rather seen tape on the guys than tape on the mom and the daughter and the the sister matt yeah well i mean i'm i'm actually in the opposite vote of sammy i was um so i have hulu i'm a cord cutter so i have the hulu live tv (laughs) thing and that's like two minutes behind the typical broadcast so i was two minutes after espn so sammy was probably six or seven picks ahead of me at the time right um (laughs) <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I, to me, it was just finally some sports for the first right. time in over a month. Um, from the production standpoint, I thought, you know, ESPN, it was fine. It was about what I expected from ESPN. Maybe that's because my hopes aren't super high. Yeah. I thought Troy Wingo did a good job. Of, he was kind of the, the ringmaster, kind of juggling everything. Goodell seemed really nervous to me. I don't know. I mean, he like was stuttering on his words, and the, the bit where he would turn around and talk to the TV and the fans that was, there. That was bad. It was, oh, man. And he had just had no energy. That was rough. But um, I don't know. And you know, like Sammy said, the sob story thing got old quick. You know, you can do one or two of them, but yeah, we get it. You know, everybody had something they went through. But um, to be honest, after, you know, up until the Vikings picked, it was like I would glance down at the screen, see who they picked, and then go back to doing whatever I was doing until the next pick was in. So, yep. True. I, I, I'd have to agree with Matt, I think, on the on the surface at least, that I was – well, I guess I sort of agree with both of them in different ways. I totally agree with Sam that I think – I watched a little bit of the Bleacher Report bit just to see. Um, I had a friend that used to work for them, and so I kind of got into that, like those guys specifically – because uh, he did one of their show, their Facebook shows, so I watched whatever. Moral of my stories, I watched a bit of them, and they're just so much better at that type of content, anyways. That you know, totally digital. It's not remote in that sense, but it's it's just a totally different sort of medium that they're just way better at. So I, I was impressed with what they did. But to Matt's point, I think 
when with everything ESPN had to orchestrate, it's a lot harder when you have to figure out you have, you know, 10 different analysts in different positions. You have Wingo trying to MC the whole thing. And I agree, Matt. I thought he did an awesome job. You have Goodell, who has, is just the most awkward guy on the face of the earth announcing these picks, talking to people on a TV who can't hear him. He's getting names and words wrong. He's, he's, when he announced where the draft was going back to Vegas, he said not only the wrong the city, wrong but year. the wrong year. It was a disaster. <laughs> so my problem with the whole thing with ESPN specifically, I was like, no one had high expectations. But it was such a weird middle ground between a complete disaster and like, wow, they actually did a really good job that it just was so awkward throughout. You had the sob stories for every every uh, every pick when they would go to the picks home. It was like not quite always lined up with what was actually happening. That seemed like there was a weird delay there. You would guys would and just like anybody's ever been on like a corporate conference call knows like three people talk over each other all at once and then you all stop to let the other person go first. And then there's a weird yeah. silence like it, it was it was so in the middle of, wow, they really did a good job. And, oh, my God, that was a total disaster that I was like, this is sort of uncomfortable and not fun to watch. So um, but to Matt's point, I, I don't think I expected much more. And you know what? It was it was real sports that actually mattered for the first time. And God knows how long. So I sat and I watched basically the whole thing more than I probably would have watched anyways, honestly. Um, but the the it, it just it just is not an enviable situation. And I think they did okay but i think that was part of the problem was like they just did okay and it wasn't a disaster you couldn't even laugh at it really you're like oh this is just like weird like i don't know what they're even trying to do well and well go ahead i I was gonna say and i i can't say it enough i noticed that whole sob story thing and i and i maybe it's always been like that and we just are picking on it more because there's no fanfare there's no crowd there's no cheering or anything in the background it's just like these guys talking and they play the somber music, and you can hear it. And so maybe we were just more attentive to it, but it seemed like every guy, if not every two-thirds of the guys, they had some sort of you know, tragic story that is interesting to know how they got there, but at some point you were just getting beaten over the head with them. You were like, just tell me this kid's like, you know, successful and going to do well in the NFL, and that's all I really care about. All right, I got, some, I got some quick take, takes. It's amazing how many of their sisters were phenomenal basketball players. We saw a lot of sisters playing basketball, did we not? A lot of athletic families, yeah. Yeah, I don't yes. know for sure. Um, the uh, Trey Wingo was good except for every single pick. Well, this is an interesting pick. And just quickly, then that can continue. He kept saying for a couple people that if you like someone who abuses men, <laughs> yeah, I know. this is your guy. Awkward. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was, And that was a compliment, by the way. A little awkward. He he's obviously not Virtus trained like Coach well, Kelly is, but um. I I yeah. well I also think he started repeating himself because in a normal draft situation he's not no, the one that's necessarily what I was get introing next. every single pick. Okay, so ESPN is big. The studio's big enough. They could have had most of those guys in the studio six or eight feet apart, and I think that would have helped with to your point, Drew. Although it might have been Matt, you talked so long, I wasn't sure who it was. But there was always that delay when they threw it to him and he had to wait. You're right. If they were in, they could have been in the studio with them. They ridiculous. could have had probably, realistically speaking, three people at a table large enough to have them separate. You could have had him. You probably yes. could have had Kuiper, and you probably would have put that Ryan Clark guy who who seems to be seem to talk okay. a lot. So now that we're talking about th- that, now let's go to the houses. 
I, I think the funniest of all the social distancing slash non-social distancing was Tua to whatever his last name is, Ola, had literally 40 people there. And then they took they they cut away and they came back and there was four of them sitting at the couch like not even making a sound. You know the rest were like crammed in the closet somewhere. That happened a lot too. They they looked oddly uninterested when he was picked. There I mean for the most part I think because of the delay when what you actually were seeing wasn't necessarily when they found out. And even in real life when they're at the draft they're not always super jazzed up. But there was a few. It was just so awkward because it was like just the immediate family which is like five people. And they got picked exactly where they thought they'd get picked. And they were just kind of like hugging. And it was like, wow, good job. Way to go. Like Burrow looked like he couldn't have cared less because he's known for like four weird. months. But because it's in his house with just his two parents and he's not up there with Goodell getting the hat and the jersey and getting interviewed and whatever. I was like, this is uncomfortable. It doesn't even look excited. And in his defense, you know, why would you, you know, you, you've known for forever. So it was it was um, a few of them were weird. Before we move on to the picks, I'm going to ask you guys. I'm going to go with Matt first. Although he just kind of said he didn't really pay attention to the Vikings picks. But uh, who had the best crib, as they, as the kids say? Oh, the well, the, the players, I'm, I mean, I actually thought Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he was just at his dad. But, yeah. um, you know, everybody's talking about Cliff Kingberry's setup, which was sweet. That was. Um, but Bill Belichick's a classic. You know, the 1970s table with the wicker chairs. And the dog. And the dog sitting in the chair. You know, I was going to talk about the Tua thing. Do we sure he knew he got picked because Goodell butchered his name so bad? I know. And, that, and, and how does, I mean, how, how long has Roger Goodell had to prepare for saying that kid's name? And he still butchered it that bad. That was pretty bad. See, at least I don't even try. Right. Yeah, but you, it's not your job. You don't need to know it. No, Goodell exactly. probably know it. It was pretty there, bad. There are some guys where, to your point, Matt, like, eventually like a guy might surprise you that you didn't think was going to go in the first two rounds when you were going to be announcing picks. Maybe it caught you off guard. Fine. Totally get it. There were certain guys. I was like, you knew they were getting picked and you still absolutely destroyed this kid's, you know, biggest moment of this kid's life because you you didn't read his name off a card correctly and and adequately prepare him. And there was uh, a cornerback from, I think like Colorado or something whose name I still don't actually know how to pronounce, but he's, he said it. And I was like, there is zero chance that that is. He went to uh, Auburn. Noah, Ig, I oh. still don't know how to say it, but Igbenagin or something. He Igen, said it, and I, I turned to the person I, that was next to me watching. I was like, there's no way that's how you pronounce that, right? Oh. And then sure enough, Wingo said it completely differently. And I was like, that makes By 10 the times way, more sense. The Gophers torched that guy in the bowl game. just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sam, what about Jerry Jones's $250 million yeah, what? yacht? And then he oh, – d- cool. does he pay his wife to hold the phone for him <laughs> that, too? That was so weird. And he's in a suit <laughs> on his – what? Were they just at the yacht? Was the yacht like actually in the water? Like were they out at sea? They couldn't have been. Well, his they, ex – Maybe, but there's no – I. He said that, that if, his yacht his, had better internet than his house. But there's no so way it would weird. if you were like out at sea. I know. I can't. Maybe it's when so it's docked. Stupid. But And also, why does your yacht have better internet than your house? Like, in what no. world does that make sense? And by the way, why can't the general manager and the coach be in the same house? Social distancing. Oh, that, and I mean, really, the kids, and I guarantee they're going to do this more. The kids coming over after every draft pick, and they're like, they're kissing these guys like it was the greatest pick ever. We'll get to those in a second, too, but. It was, I mean, it was, it was in a, the kids, didn't you just, I mean, every time they had a pick. No, I'm, the, we're going to get to the kids in a second. Is that what you said? Well, yeah, there was one in particular. No. Well, <laughs> the two kids we should get, the three kids we should get to. One 
is Gruden's steroid son. What He's like an actual like, straight coach somewhere. He's an actually bodybuilder, a powerlifter. I knew he was something, yeah. Yeah. He's a freak. Not that that makes it okay that he looks like that. No, and then the Titans. But he's like also like, he's like four foot eight, too. That that guy's spooky looking, although so is Gruden. And then the the clown show over at the Titans coach's house with those guys. What was the point? Although that's very on brand for Vrabel, but I was like, can you, like, are you, like, I can't, I was like, it came on and everyone thought it was so funny. I was like, I thought that was so stupid. The funny thing was when they flashed to Belichick's house and his dog was sitting in the chair. That was funny. Whether that well, was on I'm purpose third or not. Kid, a, a classmate what? of mine was on TV, too. The daughter of the 49ers GM oh, yeah. is, goes to Santa Clara. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was his kids and the – not maybe not her, the younger ones. And the Miami Dolphins coach's kids were in every single shot that they, they threw it to with, of them. Which, just, again, you're at home. You're working from home. Like, I'm on calls every day with people, and I hear their kids in the background. Like, of course the kids are going to be around. But to Matt's point, Kingsbury, he's sitting, that first night he's sitting there, he doesn't even have a computer on his table. He's just sitting at his table. There's no outlets around. Bizarre. Although I did have a nice setup, I, I have to well, agree. You know, like Scott said, with these kids around all the time, they, they make a pick, and then they, they act like they just made, you know, like they already <laughs> won the Super Bowl. And it's like, well, you knew he was going to be there. Like, the Raiders took that corner that would have been there in the third round and they took him in the first right and you know they act all excited like they just you know they've already won the super bowl with the guy i don't know i didn't get it all right so let's start uh we'll let, I, we'll I, have, talk. I have i have i have a couple i want to bring up about if we're, can we stay on coaches and their their yeah. home offices so it's i actually who i was watching show. Well, today a quarter, so I needed to throw, make That's sure. That's a good point. You I don't have the same type of ownership the, I normally do. You are going lower on the totem pole. I, I'm only going lower. I, uh, well, only. That's, what the, that's what the orchard wants, but go ahead. It's yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I, it is how it is. I understand. I, who I was watching it with was very, very impressed, and I tried to stay humble, but very impressed by uh, Zimmer's ranch. So they was were I. like, They were like, they thought it was like a, a house out in like just like a big house in Minnesota, and he called it yeah, like Zimmer's which it's ranch. Not. I was like, no. I was like, he has like a thousand eight, whatever, thousand acre in ranch in Kentucky, and I promise you, he has probably he has killed those animals that are hanging on his wall. Well, they're probably walking in his backyard. It just looked cozy. Like, it I looked cozy. That's exactly what it is. They were like the big fireplace. Like everyone's like, that's just you're right. That's a typical Minnesota house. It is, but it's in Kentucky. <laughs> it's in Kentucky. The the other two that I want to mention. Um, one was the other two setups I want to mention were sort of similar. One was the Bears coach with all the freaking play cards on the wall. Oh my god! It was it, he. It looked like his wall was just plastered with play cards from different play from different games. Which I was like, "You're such a dork." Two, when they flashed to um, uh, oh, what's his name? Gus Malzahn, the the Auburn coach. Auburn coach, yeah. And the wall said, "Hurry up, no huddle," and just had a big picture of him like on the wall. Like full yeah, life size. I, I was like, how full of yourself do you have to be to put your own saying in four foot tall letters across your basement wall and then have a picture of yourself getting a, ga- a, a Gatorade bath after winning a game on your wall when you're like a 65 year old guy? Like, <laughs> I, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, that was a little weird. And the last thing that I, I still laugh at when I see it was when Gettleman went to put the mask on after oh he made God. the pick. He's inside. He's putting it on wrong. He's at just like a coffee table with and one he said he, and then And he said he had workers in his house. That's why he did it. Well, they weren't anywhere near him if he did, but I, he put, I don't. He couldn't put it on. I was dying. I was like, what a loser. Oh, that All was right. fun. 
All right, now I'm yeah. done with the code. No, that's fine. Uh, got either of you guys have anything else before we talk about the actual picks? Okay. So we'll uh, let's we can just kind of work our way down the draft. Even we don't have to do the Vikings specifically. I mean, I don't think there's any huge surprises up until the Vikings pick. I guess maybe you know Dallas taking a wide receiver. They didn't really need one. Yeah, but I but think he was good. I was gonna say that was one of those picks where I twofold. One, I think he just he was <coughs> so he was so uh, he had dropped enough where you just kind of had to take him at that point. Um, and I think they had a really good draft after that too. So I think it sort of made up for it, but I think there's also an element there of kind of being kind of appeasing Dak a little bit to say, you know, we didn't really give you the exact opposite of what green Bay did. We didn't give you your contract that you wanted maybe, but you know what? We're going to get you another weapon to perform even better and, and set you up better for the future. So I think there was a little bit of that at play too, but I, I think it really, well, I mean, I think he's going to be a stud for them. Oh, I know. I, I'm just saying that, that I was, it was a, a bit of, I mean, like I said, nothing really went that different. I, I, I think the Dolphins are going to regret Tula, 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 but that's just my personal opinion. But I, I get they had to take him at that point, and they had so many picks it didn't matter. So we get to the Vikings pick. Um, I don't think anyone would have a complaint about that one. No, I think it was the move. I think uh, the only thing I'll say in short is I think we all said that wide receiver, cornerback, lineman, those were the spots to address with those first two picks, and you would take what came to you. And when that guy dropped to you, and most people didn't think he'd make it probably past 20, it's hard to say no. And apparently he was Kubiak's favorite in the class even, um, which means you know they, they got their guy, who every coach is going to say they got their they guy. They thought about trading like up for him. Right. Yeah. So, Matt, did you have a problem with that pick? No, I liked the pick. I was actually shocked he was there. I mean, it- I'm not a big mock draft guy, but I was this year because I was just dying for anything sports. Yeah, exactly. And everyone had Jefferson going to the Eagles. So when they didn't take him, I was, yeah, I was super excited. And I, I thought it was going to be a classic, you know, Vikings letdown where they were just going to trade out the last second. But no, they took him and it was sweet. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And then I we did, I mean, I, I got a little nervous because I had made a prediction that we were going to trade back our second pick, which we did. And I thought, okay, we're not going to get a really good cornerback by doing this. But uh, the Packers decided to jump over a bunch of teams that already had a quarterback. We got to talk about this uh, love thing. Um, Not the kind where you can't find a girlfriend, Sam, just the actual player. Whoa. Um, He's fucking quarantined with you. Give him a little bit of a break. Well, I, I, I'm willing to talk to him about it. But anyways, uh, so the, I think I think the fact that they've traded up to get this guy when I don't think there's a team that was going to take him anyways 100%. is kind of just is just kind of poo-pooed. But um, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if he's going to end up being uh, Rodgers again in four years. That made zero sense. Thoughts, guys? I, In my opinion, you guys might have a different opinion. Yeah, I actually I, didn't I mind the pick. I mean, I didn't mind it, but to your point, trading up for him makes it the no, no, no sense at all. I can't even spit out words because it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but why would you trade out like that? Said five picks when those teams were not going to take quarterbacks. So the fact that they traded up, I can't even fathom. But if they waited and it was a thirty-one or thirty whatever pick they had, and they took them because more guys would have been off the board, it would have been more sense. But because they traded up 
with so much more talent on the board, especially with wide receiver. And the fact that they didn't take a receiver later in the draft makes it, again, a terrible choice. So the, what they did the rest of the draft made it a worse decision. I actually didn't mind the quarterback pick, but their other decisions made it really bad. Matt? I thought it was a total reach. I don't get it, but, I mean, I hate the Packers with every ounce of my being, so I love good, it. Good. That's good. Um, I have a couple buddies. One of my roommates in college is a, a huge Packer fan, grew up, like, you know, near Green Bay, and he he loves it. Uh, he didn't at first, but then he convinced himself that he did. Yeah, he had to. And he's then, in the bargaining stage. Right. He, he was like, when it happened, he's dropping F-bombs, and he's all mad about it. <laughs> and then he's texting me the next day, Mike, Mel Kuyper thinks, you know, this was a good pick, and I'm starting to come around on him. I don't mind it so much. And, of course, yeah, so he's just bargaining with himself. But then the rest of their draft is just awful. But, no, I hope it, it just makes Rodgers so mad that he decides to hold out or something insane and the whole organization just collapses. Yeah, yeah Drew, I, I, it's I, weird to me. Not much – I really don't have much more to add. I'm, I'm with you on the trading thing. I think the pick itself – excuse me, trading up for the pick made even less sense than the pick itself. They jumped teams, none of which – needed a quarterback. No, so you're, you're you're now assuming that one of those teams were going to trade their pick to a different team who wanted a quarterback and that it was that guy and that that was going to happen. And you felt like you had to have him so bad that you couldn't take, to Sam's point, whatever pretty solid value was going to fall to you where you already were at multiple positions that you still needed and did not necessarily address in the next two days of the draft. So the trade made almost less sense to me than the pick itself. I think... You can compare it to the Favre-Rogers thing, but it's not a fair comparison No. For, for two reasons at its simplest. One, Aaron Rodgers was a borderline number one pick that year that dropped to 30 or 30, whatever it was, 20-whatever. Right. He dropped 25-plus spots after being possibly the number one pick. This guy was a fringe first-rounder, second-rounder through and through. So you're already drafting him at the top end of where he was expected to go, and the timeline doesn't work out. At that point, Favre was near the end of his career, was still was waffling on retirement basically every year. Rodgers has publicly said he wants to play for four or five more years, and you want to know how long this kid's contract is? Four or five years. So well, that's the problem. That's the main thing. So if he is there for three or four more years, if, the, if Rodgers was leaving this year, it, it might be one thing. Exactly. But if this guy actually plays, when and, and Rodgers plays four more years, and this guy plays and has a good year, he's his contract's done, and now he's not on the rookie contract that so many teams have gotten by with to spend more money. So I, I all right, well let's. So then the Vikings, the guy that the I, one of the cornerbacks that they really wanted was still there. They might have, I don't know if they got lucky or just figured it was going to happen, and that was a good pick too. I think. Thoughts? Yeah, I um, I agree with you. I, I think. Where they stood in the draft, there's always going to be some disagreement across analysts, coaches, GMs, et cetera, of who's who, or who's who, like in a ranking perspective. But in Jefferson and then Gladney with their, what ended up being the 31st pick, they got the two guys that they said were at the top of their boards. So if, if that's what you were after, you were after those two guys, you got them when you weren't sure if they were going to be there. Jefferson was for sure a shock. Gladney was a toss up. Um, and I think some of the concerns about Gladney can sort of be written off by by he played and, and worked out through a pretty a pretty decent injury, I believe. Um, 
in his senior year, or at least at the combine. I don't remember 100%. But I, th- I think the trade back in general was the right move. They didn't miss out on anybody they would have taken. Um, we'll talk about this when we get to their secondary, or not secondary picks in the secondary, but like later on picks. I wish they would have done a little bit more with those picks, but I think it was the right move, and they still got a guy that they probably would have taken at 25 anyways. Yeah. That's all I got. All right. Matter, Sam. Uh, I think with the Gladney pick, I think they were going to take him regardless. I think if Jefferson would have been gone at 22, I think they probably would have traded 22 to get more later picks and then hope Gladney was there at 25. Um, And then they saw the opportunity when they were able to get Jefferson and they still had the later one, get a little draft capital because the teams after him didn't need a corner and they were able to get him at 31. I think it was so. I liked it. I mean, I thought you know, ever all the experts, so-called experts, think the Vikings had a great draft, but they also yeah. thought it was a good pick when we took Treadwell. So we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> good point. Yeah, I mean, it came down to it was, they're probably deciding between Gladney and Jalen Johnson, who both had injuries. Johnson battled through a torn labor and through the combine, however they did it online. Uh, but Gladney, it seems like he's going to replace Mackenzie Alexander in the slot, which we really didn't have anyone in the slot, really. So. You see, he's a perfect fit for our team, is what they say. So he seemed like the good pick, very physical, battled with Rager during practice his entire career. So that's got to benefit him well. And yeah, I think he'll be able to step in for that Mackenzie Alexander slot slot spot right away. You know, so let's get to the. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to talk a little bit about if if Rick Spielman just was like just was a robot and couldn't help himself, and he just kept trading just to trade, but. Let's let's rub it, uh, salt in the wounds a little bit. So now the Packers' second pick, they pick a running they, for the for the first time in I don't know how many years they actually have a good running back. So let's take another one. Well, they already had two good running backs, and they took a third. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So what? Here, let me. I, I heard this stat today, and then you guys can comment. So if you take sort of like the five. Five. So you got you got. I think it was Bur- so Burrow. They needed some help for Burrow. They tra- I think they drafted their second pick was offensive lineman, Drew Brees. They got him. Uh, who who did they draft? They got him a weapon too. Uh, Rivers. They got someone in it. Like they, of all these quarterbacks, they eat. They they got him some help. And Rodgers, for whatever reason, was the only quarterback in the first two rounds that they got. Not only did they not get him any help in the first two rounds. They never even drafted a wide receiver, which I think. I I, and I, I don't think, even think they drafted like a highly rated lineman either. Not that their line needs a ton of help. They have a very good line, but they gave him virtually no immediate no. help at any point during the draft. I think they gave him the middle finger is what they gave him. I love I, it. I, I, I'd agree. Yeah, no, I'm happy too, Sam. <laughs> no, and you look at the board when they were drafting. They had McKinney. They had guys in the secondary left to draft. They had that the, the Epineza for Iowa. He was left. They had plenty of options to support their defense. I mean, it's the classic Green Bay thing. Well, if you're not going to give Rodgers weapons, uh, help your defense. The Green Bay with M- McCarthy always had a great offense and never had a good that. defense. And also McCarthy and Dallas, they didn't really help their defense. They're just going to have a good offense again. But that's beside the point. But is the third running back for Green Bay worse than the 10th tight end for Chicago when they just <laughs> cut Jimmy Graham? I don't know what's worse. Yeah, I would say our division, I I do like Detroit. I mean, Detroit was drafting so high they fell into it. But I do think, 
our draft was way better than anyone else. And I'm not, and I'm not a Viking. I want him to win, but I would be honest. I, I don't think it's even close. But I think even when you look at the Lions draft, they got a very good guy in the secondary, which they need because yeah. um, Slay. I believe Slay. Slay officially left. Right? They're not still arguing yeah, about that. Yeah. It's been so long. Yeah, he's gone. So Slay's gone. Yeah. So they got a replacement there for him, which is good. But you're not gaining ground with that pick, which is fine. It's a we did the same thing with Jefferson. I'm just saying from a, a pure quality improvement standpoint. And their second pick, they took a running back who's very dynamic, but they already they had. They just like, got three, Johnson. Exactly. So you're like, well, did they really even get themselves? They had a good draft, I think, on the whole, but did they really get themselves that much better immediately? Probably not. I think really, realistically, in the NFC North, the only team that improved themselves 100%, you know, sort of unequivocally, was the Vikings. They filled holes. They got guys at yeah. youth, and they got depth at positions where they needed it. And maybe that's a homer comment, but I think it's you. No, all you have I, to do is look at what analysts have ranked the drafts. We definitively had the best draft in the NFC North. So speaking of weird picks, the number two pick by the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. I they just gave uh, Wentz like hundreds of millions of dollars. What am I? You don't draft a guy in the second round to be a uh, what do you call it? Back a up. gimmick? Well, flex. backup, a flex. Well, no, when, when they put him in, what's when they put the, when they take the wildcat? Wildcat guy. That Something is special. Weird. All those things. Weird, I think. Thoughts? Yeah. I, is is I, it an injury thing? Because Carson Carson Wentz is always hurt. Yeah, and maybe that is it. But um, I don't know. It's just yeah, and that probably is. It just seems so high. And, and I just don't think they. Same with what we were sort of talking about with the Packers. They're a good to very good team who could have helped put themselves over the edge. And I don't think they did that here when they had a chance to when certainly injury prone, but I I'm in, I'm of the opinion. You don't want your backup quarterback when you have a franchise quarterback in place to be an unproven rookie who you don't know what he's going to give you. You, you want someone with some stability, some consistency, maybe he's not flashy, but like the worst thing that can happen is, once gets hurt, now you have some kid who's never played in an NFL game before going out and having to win you must-win games and at least not screw you screw you over. So I thought that was weird. Even their the first Rager round pick, pick. No, I, I, that's what I'm saying. You it's don't okay. want that to be a rookie you, you, yeah. when you know you have a guy in place. Now, if your quarterback is on the verge of the end of his career, not Rodgers in this case, but let's say, you know, Rivers, for example, had they taken a backup quarterback, you'd sort of understand that. But I And the Rager pick early before the Vikings was weird. I they you know I think they brought it they sort of brought it home in the late rounds I thought they had a better second half of the draft but it was a weird start for for Philly. So you guys aren't old I am um, so when I'm sitting up waiting on uh, Friday night for that last Viking pick and it gets it's getting really late and then he trades it at like midnight or whatever time I was watching it I'm like are you kidding me right now I'm God, not even like seeing thirty. Oh, it seemed like that's midnight for old people. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. It seemed like, maybe I'm still on Eastern time. I don't know. But uh, so my point is, did he did he make tra- tra- and I think our draft was really good. But did he just trade? Just I mean, it got a little ridiculous. They just kept trading and trade, and then he traded with the Bears and some weird stuff. I think not that it hurt us, but I think believe he it or not, pick. go ahead. What was no, I, I think he just likes picks. I think he just yeah, likes he having as many guys as he can and then fill, you know, 
you got a guy at training camp wearing number 117 because you got too many guys out there. You know, but then, then a few of them pan out. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. He just kept, he just kept training back. Sam? I was just going to say, I agree that he may have made that, that last trade might have been too much. But I thought he did a pretty good job. He made the trade for William. Like Dad and I were talking about during the draft, is we were saying, why take Cleveland there when we can just trade for Williams and, and put us in a win-now spot, which he actually tried to do. Yeah. Williams didn't want to come here, so we got to give Spielman credit there. He made a good trade in the first round because every guy we would have taken at 25 was there for us at 31. But he did get a little carried away in the end. I don't know if, if he just wanted to make a trade because the Williams one didn't happen. But we also he did make a trade with the Bears, but he didn't make one with the Packers, so the division thing can go both ways. But I thought he did a pretty good job. Again, we don't need 13 picks from round five through seven. And when you don't even take, I'm sure we'll get to it, my guy Jake Fromm or the homer Tyler Johnson. Um, but I thought he did a pretty good job of trades, actually. Usually I would hate on him, but I thought overall it was pretty good. Tampa was going heavy gophers. Yeah, I was getting mad about it. I just, they kept taking them all. I was like, can we have one? Just one of them. I don't really care. I don't which think one. we wanted any of them. No, I actually, t- I think you're right. I, I totally agree which with you. I'm we not may have taken, agreeing with. I just, we may I have taken know. Martin or Coughlin late, but I don't think we wanted Winfield or, we, we had the opportunity to take Johnson. We didn't take him. So I, I don't think that was happening. Um, my, my thing with all the trading back, and then I, you know, I want to get back to, talk, I want to talk about Cleveland specifically. And I think our third round picks were, were, uh, were interesting too. And then we can maybe, fit in some some late round guys um or a third round pick i guess we only had one but i i think i said this last week spielman said he was concerned about how undrafted free agency would play out because of the limited workouts the limited training camp the limited work uh you know post-draft workouts to see who you have so i wasn't shocked when he started trading you know the second and third round set aside i think he tried to be wasn't successfully, but tried to maybe be aggressive there and just couldn't couldn't find a, a dancing partner, as they say, in, in, in trading up. So at that point, when you're loaded with, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round picks, his plan clearly was to just accumulate as many as he could to do two things. One, he upgraded two of those picks into a higher round pick next year. So we already have an extra pick next year that is one round higher than each of the ones we would have had this year. And you're just sort of, to Matt's point, loading up on guys and seeing who sticks. They're, they're just kind of lottery picks at that point. And when you're working off of limited information, you know you have limited time to get those guys into camp after whenever this is over. You'd rather have more than not enough and have to just pick guys out of a hat. So um, I think it, it, in theory, makes sense. I, I would have liked to see them more aggressive in the, in the second, third, even fourth rounds. Um, but it's possible that they tried to be, and just no one was willing to do so for the same reasons that we, we wanted more picks, too. So... I've got a um, but question. he did turn a fifth into a fourth and a sixth into a fifth for next year. So you have to at least be happy with that. I got a, a trivia question. Do you think there's any one in Mendota Heights who's coached both a pro baseball player and an NFL football player? Probably. I'm guess I know one. I'm going to assume. You guys want to guess? Uh, I'm going to guess. my hand right now. You want to guess? I mean, I, I, am, am I supposed to assume it's Greg Furman? No, I, Greg doesn't live in Mendota, I don't believe. No, oh, close, okay. though. Someone he really likes. Mm. I'll wait for you guys to guess. I mean, I know <clears> it. You know it? Go ahead. I, he's holding my hand, like I said earlier. Yeah, that's me. That's Jake adorable. in a bag. Jake Lacina. 
My guy. All oh, that's right. 340 pounds of them. Now, full disclosure, I ne- never coached either of those in the actual sport that they're playing in the pros, but I don't <laughs> think that matters, does it? I keep that to yourself. I just one keep that baseball, part to one yourself. Was basketball, but Did yeah. you tell them to quit, too? No, I didn't tell them to quit, too. Matt, I only told people to quit with Matt's. Well, actually, one of them might not have been his blessing. But then afterwards, in full disclosure, Matt did ask me to tell a couple kids to quit. So it was well, effective. And, you know, I, I trust you. You know, just just go at it. You you had the most, uh, between you and Engie, you guys have the most years coaching under your belt. So if you think <laughs> you should tell a kid to quit, go for it. I don't care. And none of them did quit, either. And one of them actually turned the corner. So thank you very much. But anyways, uh, any... Uh, any well, I, any surprises that you guys? I mean, I think the Vikings came out solid. I think our division did not, so I think that's wide open. But any, I, I think, I think, uh, uh, what's that team? San Francisco for being in the Super Bowl had a really good draft. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think on the surface, I I agree with you. Um, I thought that their draft probably feels better than it does because they also traded for Trent Williams. I think we're probably a little biased there just because they had right. And they got, because they really only had, they had two first round picks and then nothing until the fifth round. So if one of those guys doesn't pan out, which I'm not saying they won't, they're both highly regarded and could, but if one of those guys doesn't pan out, you really only have one, one guy to, to look at from a value perspective, but it were a bit skewed by the fact that they, were able to execute the Trent Williams trade at about the same time. So I think they have a very boomer bust draft considering it's two first round picks and then some day three guys. Um, but those two first round picks, you know, if you get two starters out of a draft, you're happy with that draft for sure. Who, who's the wide receiver that had to snatch the phone back from his girlfriend? That guy's got fast hands. Lamb. Is that Lamb? No, I thought that was Judy. Oh, was it Jared Judy? Jerry, he's got, he's, I thought it was Lamb too, but yeah, it was Lamb. They they ran, the, they all got picked like a five pick fan. <laughs> he got uh, they all have like short names. Ran guys got quick, point. guys got quick hands. He snatched that phone back so fast, and it was like a no look. He wasn't even right. looking down at it. He just had a feel for it. Yeah, that was impressive. I will say, Sam, were you going to say something? I can move my hand if you want. No, it was just is it true that it was someone's ex girlfriend that tweeted? Trey, that's Trey, Trey, Young. Trey, Trey Young, Trey Young's ex girlfriend. We're going to get Which to is, gossip. It, it was C.D. Lamb. You're right. You guys are right. It was C.D. Lamb because they both went to Oklahoma. Yeah, that was Trey Young's. Um, it's, awkward. it's awkward. Also, I mean, on the note about family, everyone's girlfriends seem to be like 6'5", yeah, they were, 180 pounds. There They're some, a pretty big woman. They could beat me up. All of them. Yeah, there were some well, tall things. I'll just say They're tall. thinking about the next generation. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. NFL That's, careers are getting shorter and shorter. You need to make sure you have someone else ready right, to go. 20, 22, 23 years from now, I mean, look at their kid. They're going to be on that TV again just with their kids. Oh, yeah. That's true. That is true. And then it was kind of sad for the Chargers. You know how they had the uh, pictures of the fans behind, but they only had like four fans, so they had to just put their logo <laughs> on. They should have put – if they really wanted to create an authentic experience, they should have put other teams' fans up there. Yeah, One fan was shown true. twice and then just logos. Yeah, that's pretty sad. Um. Anything else to wrap up the draft before we get to KDZ? The Fox. only one other name I want to touch on, and then I'll let uh, Sam and Matt give if they have sort of a sleeper, and maybe sleeper is the wrong word, but other, you know, Cleveland, Jefferson, Gladney, you expect them to contribute. Yeah. I, I personally think our third round pick, Cam Dantzler, is better than people are giving him credit for. 
He's going to start. Um, I think he has a serious chance to start. Now, people are very against – not against. People aren't grading him super high because he – was you know he he was slow to put it you know to put it simply he was slow at the combine now in general i think he had said he was hurt during the combine as well but he wanted to play through it he may not have had the best testing but i think what you have to look at with a guy like him and why i think he's going to end up being someone that can contribute and will make a difference is he just flat out competed at the top level every year against the top teams in the country and and made a difference he was one of the only guys, if not the only guy, to hold Jamar Chase and, and Joe Burrow to less than 50 yards in coverage. He played against Judy. He played against um, uh, Ruggs of Alabama and, and competed very well. So I think that's a guy who, sure, he doesn't have the workout numbers that are going to pop and flash. But when you have a guy that competed in the SEC at the top level and not just competed but you know produced – that's a guy that I'm happy is on our team, and that's a guy I think we're taking a shot at instead of you know some of the maybe quote unquote project or prospect kind of guys that we uh, we took later on. So I, I think I'm more happy with that than the average fan, just because you got a guy that that makes plays, and I think that that means more than sometimes we give it credit for. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I like Cam Dancer too. I think he's. I, I don't think he's ever gonna be you know Revis Island like big time guy. Uh, but I, I see him in a similar, I know they play a little bit different position, but like a Mackenzie Alexander guy, like very, or at least from last year, very reliable. He'll do his job. He's not like crazy fast, but he's a guy that, you know, if the ball is thrown to him, he'll probably do his job. And then, you know, the guy, I, I like the Cleveland, uh, Ezra Cleveland pick. I'm not going to pretend I've watched a lot of tape on Boise State's offensive line, but, um, you know, I, I'm just as good at reading articles by so-called professionals as the next guy, and it sounds like everybody likes him, and God knows we needed help on the old line. So I like that pick too, but to be honest with you, other than those four, I don't, I couldn't name another guy we'd pick. He, he's actually uh, – Ezra Cleveland is actually faster than he seems. The blue turf makes you look slower. That's just – my people tell me that. I suppose. We, we yeah. have, like, with him – um. O'Neal and Bradbury, we have something like three of the fastest 15 linemen of, over the past three years, which is, I don't really know what that gets in a line. I'm, you know, my forte, but it's just kind of fun to say, just like we can say Matt's a, a two-time state champion and yeah. the youngest to do so. We have three of the 15 fastest offensive linemen ever to come out of college over the past three years. Like, that's that's a and big deal. Matt's maybe. one of the faster coaches, too. Right. Uh, well, I don't know about all that. I might look like one of the faster coaches, but, I, you know, some of those guys, I don't want to line up next to them. The other guys are too old to race you, though, so you're, I think you're safe. Most of them are. Maybe. I'll, maybe Sammy can be my representative. <laughs> yeah, the rest, yeah. Of, the rest of your staff is not very fast, you're right. <laughs> no. Well, Dylan might be. Well, in his own mind. Sure. <laughs> Sam? Yeah, I was just going to say, obviously the best pick was probably Jefferson, just the value we got. We didn't think he was going to drop him when he added. But I like James Lynch, the, the tackle out of Baylor. I, he kind of slipped a little. We got very good value for him. He could be really good for our defensive line. He can kind of play inside, outside. Big dude. He's he's a big dude, but he doesn't play like he's 300 pounds. He's pretty quick, too. Never, never lacks effort. I think that was a pretty good value pick there. And I'll say it again. I'm very mad, very angry. We did not take Jake from on day three. We I had plenty of your... opportunities to. 
We need a backup quarterback. If he came out of the draft last year, he would have been a top 10 pick. Sam, it's ridiculous. Sam has this weird crush on him. I, I can't figure it out. Wasn't he on one of the shows? Was he like QB1 or one of those? Yep. Yeah, he's QB1. Okay. Okay. Well, that's why. Sam watched the show. It's that easy. <laughs> that might, yeah, I, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. But I think the steal of the draft, I think any time you can get an NAIA guy in the second round like the Patriots did, that's the steal of the draft. What are they? You talk about a guy that clearly thinks he knows more than everybody. Well, he he probably does. I For, mean, I don't. That I think sometimes he takes it a bit extreme. I mean, that's just bizarre. Maybe the guy is that good. I don't know, but I just find it hard to believe. I uh, I don't know. Right. I, I I and I I he's one of those guys you really can't criticize him just because of what he's done. But you're right. It seems weird. Uh, then well, he takes we don't the kicker. know. Oh, timeout. We don't know that. Because he's he's never won without Brady. Well, plain okay, and simple. Fine, fine. You're you're right, but you can't Not say that he can't. hasn't until he doesn't. So let's. I guess well, my no, point I is, say he hasn't. But if in three he years he's they they collapse and they don't win, you know, they're not over 500 without him, then we can say that. But I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt up until this point because some of those NAIA random guys they pick have panned out very positively. Not in the second round, but that's possible. It's true. Uh, anything else you guys want to touch on football? I'm Jameis to the though. Saints. <laughs> That's all what I got. about the Saints? Uh, Jameis Winston to the Saints. That saga is finally over. His his free agency. What? Um, nothing. Nothing. I don't. You know, he said the right things today. Any? Well, then we'll move on. Any chance Cameron uh, Newton goes to New England? He uh, said he's gonna wait until some quarterback gets injured. He wants to be a starter. Well, there is that chance. All right, let's quit. The Gophers just keep taking, getting guys. Basketball they, or football? The basketball, they're getting guys that no one else wants. But I'm talking football. P.J. Fleck, before he goes to Notre Dame, he's making some good uh, strides in recruiting. Yeah, okay. I mean, we talked about it last week. I didn't yeah. think there's still a top five we have recruiting five minutes class left in the country. We are going to rehash something we had did last week. Oh, we only have five minutes left? We're going to get to KDZ. Drew, why didn't you say something? I did. You probably haven't checked your phone. He did. Oh, okay. He just read it. Okay, quiet. <laughs> it's time for KDZ. Wow, A2A listeners, it has been a long time since you have been graced with my presence. Yes, it's Katie Luck here with a new and much anticipated new episode of KDZ, your sports celebrity gossip. How is everyone dealing with this quarantine slash social distancing? Question mark? I'm not a big fan as I kind of like to be social and have been stuck in my quarters for some time now. Anyway, can't fight the world, so here I sit. Let's just start right in. It's been way too long. KK? Okay, so first up, did y'all hear that Mr. Jay Cutler and the ever so mysterious Kristen Cavallari are donezo? Yep, I actually can't say that I am surprised. Are you? Hmm. See, I've been following Miss Cavalry for quite some time. From Laguna Hills, where she was one that you love to hate, I actually loved to love her. I loved her sassy self. Then onto the hills and recently her own show, Very Cavalry. I did not loyally watch the last one, but when I did, she was still super spicy, and I would say she ran the show in the relationship, as I assume she has in all of her relationships. 
HH. Sorry, it's just the way I see it, and I actually love it. Now, it's sad to say that they are done so, but they both will be fine. I just hope they work it out nicely for the sake of their kids. I'm sure updates will be coming. Next up, I have a question for y'all. See, I run a lot, and when I do, I have a specific playlist of music that I listen to. You know, to motivate me. Two songs I have in particular are Eminem and Rihanna. Yes, one is Love the Way You Lie, and the other is Monster. Now, in Monster, during the raps, he talks about Russell Wilson, and I quote, Russell Wilson, falling way back in the draft, turned nothing into something, still can make that straw into gold, chump, end quote, blah, blah, blah. But my question is, is Russell Wilson not a really good player? I'm not sure why Russell Wilson fell so low in the draft and how did he turn it around? I guess I'm just always curious about this as I keep hearing it when I run. Can the host enlighten me on this as I would like to know what he is pertaining to? KK, thanks. Okay, and now it's time for National Day List for Saturday, May 2nd. On the edge of your seats, are you? Of course you are. But just don't fall off. Okay. HH. National Truffle Day. Mmm, mmm, yummy. I love me some chocolate truffles. Please eat them on Saturday, but not too many because I don't want you to get a tummy ache. HH. National Life Insurance Day. Um, okay, that's a real sleeper. Let's move on before I fall asleep. HH. National Scrapbook Day. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's lots of you out there listening right now. Wow, not. But take no offense, if you are one, then scrapbook your heart out on Saturday. Okay. National Start Seeing Monarchs Day. Well, okay. I guess look out for them on Saturday. I'm going to have to Google it, though, so I know what they look like. L-M-A-O. Free Comic Book Day. Hmm. I wonder if this is really the case. Do you think you can actually go somewhere and get free comic books on Saturday? I doubt it. And I think we should write up a petition to Ixnay the Ombre on this one. I know harsh, but whatever. I've been cooped up and I'm getting an attitude. JK. KK, that's it this week, my friends. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, quarantine life. Ciao. And we're back. Okay, another. We, by the way, Katie's been gone for a while. So, uh, Matt, you're familiar with Katie Z, of course. Um, I am. Yeah, she. Uh, Katie Luck. Did she change her name? Is something no, I don't. Yeah. That happened a while ago. I thought. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah. Your memory is kind of in your old age. Sam kind of takes over this segment. Go, Sam. Dad, I know you love your E reality shows, but uh, Cutler and his girl Kristen. They're done. I'm sorry to break Sad. it to you. Sad. They're fighting over the kids. Um, any, anyone care about this? Yeah, I'm listening. Unless, Unless you were right, done. I'll continue on. <laughs> well, why, why, oh, I, I didn't know you were done. I, I, it's tragic. You know, I, here's my theory, and I think you'll all agree with me. He was an NFL quarterback for however many years. They've been married for 10, right? He's been out of the league for about two to three. So out of their 10 years of marriage, really seven, he wasn't home a whole lot now in the past two years he's been home all the time and now they're stuck house together on quarantine and so i think they actually realized like wow if i spend a lot of time with you i don't really like you that much i think it, it's clearly retirement was the first domino to fall in a in a in a, yeah. in a pretty short short track to uh 
to divorce. And that'll well, really I don't really I hope they both are going to be okay one day. I don't I'm know sure. what her personality is like, but he's a nutcase, and I don't know how he, he even got her in the first place. I can't imagine he's very helpful around the house either. Mark. He seems pretty lazy. So Katie listens to Eminem and Rihanna. What is it? Rihanna. Rihanna when Rihanna. she when she walks. If I had a top five of people I can't stand, those two are on there. Who's the other three? No, I'm, I'm actually Rihanna over Beyonce to be honest. What? I'm a Rihanna I, stand I, I, over. Oh, Beyonce Beyonce's stand. on my list too. I, I'm not. A All fan. right, well, there's three. Who are the other two? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, there's there's probably more than five, but are we talking we're talking singers. Uh, I would assume we'd stay in the same genre. Yeah. Would one be Bruce Springsteen? I know you really don't. Like I can't. Him. I will not comment on that. I'm on a different <laughs> show. That I can't comment on that. <laughs> uh, I forgot. Sorry. No, I don't like you too. What I did meant I do? you. Not the band, you two, actually. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was clever. Apparently not. Sam just took his hand off my lap. Because um, he told me he didn't like him. I'm just kidding. All right. And then, you, Sam, do you want to quickly go through her days? I, I blew this. I ran out of time. May well, second. You forgot the point. What was of the point? mentioning the songs. Yeah, what was? Oh, the Re- Russell Wilson thing. I guess of Russell Wilson's mentioned in the song, and she wants to know if he's a good player and what happened in the draft. Well, Katie, he is a very good player, and he fell in the draft because a lot of people thought he was short and only a baseball player. Yeah. It was a pretty funny. Uh, people pretty thought funny... that stuff about you guys too one day. Well, they were just, they were right about right. us at least. We still are short and not really baseball. Anyways, but there was Matt, a pretty funny thing. For Matt, what, is, what, are, what are your two? Who do you listen to when you uh, power walk? Uh, not a huge power walker. I'm a podcast guy, though. I don't, you know, yeah. once in a while I'll listen to music, but mostly, you know, I I'll listen that. to a, a variety of podcasts. I wish Apples to Apples would be a little more frequent. I'm gonna call you guys out. No, we're back. Uh, we're back on track. Okay, and now okay. with your That's good to hear. Yeah, we're back. I'm we sure have ratings will skyrocket now that I'm on. So yeah, KDZ was really good. Uh, Sam, do you want to get to the uh, the uh, days, the May second days? Matt, just follow us if, if you've lost. <laughs> All right. Um, maybe you could have some truffles for dessert. Yeah, it's truffle day. Matt, do you Does eat she truffles mean a lot? The chocolate uh, ones? I wouldn't even know where to find that. Well, you can't. Um, they're, they're pretty expensive chocolates. Okay, so we are. To, he, you know, Sammy brought up a good point. Your uh, significant other would know where to find them, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, she doesn't cook. Oh. Wait, are we talking the mushroom ones or the chocolate ones now? Now I'm confused. I think it's chocolate. I thought they were. Oh, you chocolate. Could, okay. I thought cho- she said chocolate truffle. Did she, I thought oh, she chocolate. said dark chocolate. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. We probably spent too much time on it, Sam. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, this doesn't really apply to me, I don't think. Life insurance day? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how that's relevant. No. Well, I mean, like if... I'll just say how it's relevant. I, I would say Matt's wife's name, but she probably doesn't want to be associated with the show. But so if Matt's wife, <laughs> like, all of a sudden takes a life insurance policy out on him, not a good sign. So is yes. is life insurance day a day that's supposed to be celebrated? celebrated? Yeah, I don't know. I, is it is it think I'm confused by that one. And I also I Googled it. It is chocolate truffles. Okay. I, I, I was confused. As All well. right, let's move I'll on. never have to worry about it because I'll never find love, as Dad said, I guess. I, I didn't say never, but we're going to have to try something. Are you not saying you don't have to worry about chocolate truffles or life insurance? Or, or both, maybe, really? Probably both, to be honest. 
Have you Valentine's tried... Day, I never really had to do anything. Have you tried Jew date? J date. J date. J date. Oh. I I don't know if there's an age requirement. I'll have to get on that. All right, go ahead. Um, if there is, you're over it. It'd be 18 probably. More than likely. Dad, I know for sure you will not be participating in this day. Drew, I don't know if you've adapted it in your new life. National Scrapbook Day. Oh. I do not scrapbook. Although yeah. I was gifted a a paint by number, which I isn't at all sort of the same, but just thought I'd share. Haven't started. Matt, have you been scrapbooking uh, in your now that you have less baseball to deal with? You know, maybe I should. I can't say I've dabbled, but uh, you know, maybe <laughs> if I can go get some cute little baseball stickers or something, yeah. And yeah. that can be my baseball for the spring. Maybe like a championship ring. Yeah, it'd be Perfect. a good place to start. Oh, you know, Mono can make one of those up. Oh yeah, shout out to Mono, Coach Mono, life life coach Mono too, by the way. Absolutely, does a great job of it. <laughs> I can honestly say I've never been more confused about a day in my entire life. Okay. I had to rewind it three times just to figure it out. National Start Seeing Monarchs Day. Uh, is she talking about the butterfly? I'm pretty sure it's the butterfly. But why well, just start seeing Monarchs Day? Can't it just be National <laughs> Monarchs Day? It does seem like it would eliminate some people. If you've already seen one, then that day say doesn't the, Yeah, say the entire celebrate. world's already seen one, then that day is irrelevant. Interesting. Um, I, I, I've started to Google these days now when, when Katie mentions them, because I, I want to learn more. I want to understand where they really came from. Okay. Um, this one is all about preserving the monarch butterfly and avoiding the endangered species list for it, which I didn't realize are they were we, even are we getting close. I guess so close enough that they have to have a day and you, you should observe it. Like, who could even catch a butterfly? How who is this a problem? Them. You're not supposed to catch them. You're just supposed to, to I'm see saying them. you can, if you tried, how do they become endangered? Great question. Although Matt's Pesticides, probably seen, I'd of, assume. Matt's probably seen a lot of outfielders chasing butterflies before. <laughs> Uh, Chuck Steele plays infield. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Chucky Steele. <laughs> Chucky Steele's cousin listens to the show, by the way, Henry. Awesome. I love Chucky Steele. I, he, maybe we should try him in the outfield. He'd probably be good at it. As long as he hit, We should have Chuck Steele Whoever on the Whoever the outfield coach is probably has his work cut out for him. <laughs> he would need four <laughs> outfield coaches, but yeah. Good point. <laughs> oh, speaking of jokes, yep. free comic book day. Yeah, I mean, that one's... How do we get a free one? Yeah, I don't get do that. comic book stores exist anymore? I was just going to say, do they even, Schindler's is well, gone. I, do they even sell it? I don't like Katie's point. What, what does that mean? Do you just walk up to a comic book store and they give you one? Or how? Right. Do, like, are you supposed to give yours away? I don't know what that means. I would love to know. And where is that show? Or that store? i got to go plug my thing in. You keep talking. All right. Well, I feel sorry for whoever is in Katie's house during this shelter-in-place. Because she did mention she's getting an attitude. So I hope it's all okay in that household. Um, Dad, Dad just ran away. I've never oh, seen he her walk I, I, I honestly assumed he was going to say something. That's why I hadn't started. Yeah, um, I, I'm still stuck on start seeing Monarchs Day. I'm, just, I'm really confused. <laughs> I don't get why it start seeing Trust and me. not just see. As much as I, I love I, rewinding I KDZ three times, I had to do it. I can't, I can't for the life of me find why it's start seeing. I'm trying. I really am. My research skills aren't what they used to be, but 
Um, I, I'm assuming it's related to when maybe they start like not what's the word when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. It's not hatching when they come out of the cocoon. Um, I like assume that. they do so that. Maybe that's in this time of day. I don't, I don't know, but I can't Dad, find anything. Dad is 20 percent left on his computer and ran like someone got <laughs> no, shot. <laughs> time out. It's a bad. The screen went dark. That means it's about to that's run. That's because it means they're going to sleep because you haven't touched it. Don't I? I'm not even going there with you. I'm back. We're talking about Katie. Well, Drew's still hung up on Monarch Day, and Katie mentioned she's getting an attitude. Not going to touch that either. Continue. That's it for Katie Z. I have a question for Coach Matt Kelly, and I guess you too, Dad, and Drew too, and now I'm a coach too. When you end playing for a coach... Do you continue calling him coach? What do you? What's your opinion on that? Like Matt, do you like to be called coach still by me, or do, are we on uh, the Matt? No, no, not really. I don't know. I mean, I'm young enough where anybody I am done coaching is pretty much just my peer now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a, a senior last year, like would just call me by my first name all year, and I'm like, no, it's not how this works. And then <laughs> on the state, on the bus ride home from the state championship, he was like, all right, you're not my coach anymore. I can call you Matt. I'm like, all right, whatever. So. <laughs> No, at this age, I don't really care. You know, during the season, call me coach. Call me whatever you want after. I don't care. I do do think you have to – it's a case-by-case basis, I think. There are certain people that if I saw them today, I would probably call them coach. Uh, There are others I probably never actually called them coach. So I I think you have to take it on a case-by-case basis. Um, It's also weird if you know them outside of the coaching, like – like you sent me new Ingi. So yeah, it'd be weird if we called you coach. That would me? be strange. Yeah. That would be that would be strange. Yeah, that would be strange. And although I did coach you guys. No, that's what I'm saying. Like we couldn't. It would have been weird if even during a game we called you coach. So like coach dad, you find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I wasn't. I couldn't even talk to you. Well, we'll, we'll leave Drew. Drew was okay. Sam, I barely even could talk. I was to incredibly you. coachable. Now yeah. I wasn't very well, good. Why at do you think I turned stuff. out so well? Well, because of me, but I left you alone. Because I didn't listen to you. Sam's got issues. That's all I can say. Um, yeah, no, that's a good question, Sam. Well, there's as some, you can uh, tell, there's not a very good answer for it, isn't it? I, I think it's Matt. Matt's got Matt's right. I mean, he's basically almost the same age as so many people. So I'm Dad, only five years like older like, than Sammy. So yeah, that's true. Dad, yeah. I know you don't like last names. Do you go by Coach Applebaum or? I don't uh, I don't care what they call me really. Coach whatever. It's usually just coach with me. That's usually what I get if I get anything. <laughs> Chuck Steele, I think Chuck Steele might call me. No, it's just coach with him. Although I think I named him Chuck or we named him Chuck, so turn around's fair play. No, I don't I don't really care. It doesn't matter. We've got some characters as Coach Kelly, Coach Matt Kelly, Matt with a <laughs> Definitely a test. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, so tomorrow's going to be fun for the St. Thomas Baseball Zoom meeting because it's probably a, a little farewell tour. Well, if anybody logs on. I'm afraid everyone, you know, everyone's all mad. <laughs> season's over, so no one's going to show up. I already texted the captains to make sure they're going to show up. So At least just, three. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get three kids and probably five coaches, and we'll do the same thing we've been doing. Just feed them a bunch of BS about how they got to stay strong. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really, you know, I was told 
keep in touch, keep in touch with the boys and keep giving, giving them material. I'm like, I don't, what am I supposed to talk about? You know, <laughs> no, it's, it's not, they're not really keep, in the mood. keep keeping your arms in shape. Like a, you don't have to throw for a year. So I don't know why that matters, but yeah, they're whatever. Do you guys have any last questions for a state tournament coach? Well, just a comment to make Matt feel better. Mm-hmm. Those five people on his Zoom call tomorrow will probably be the same number of kids in my live college Zoom class, too. So <laughs> That does make up. me feel a little better. No, there's, attendance isn't great. The participation isn't high. Wow. Okay, I have a question for Sammy. Yeah. Did, uh, did Scott calm down at all? I know you said he was kind of nervous and shaking at the beginning. I know I tend to have that effect on specifically <laughs> him, but I was just curious if he calmed down at all. He did calm down. He did have to jump. Like I said, his computer's at 20% and had to run into the bedroom to grab his charger. Wow. So he's a little antsy there. But he settled down a little bit. The coffee okay. must have worn That's off. Good. No, um, the coffee didn't wear out. The coffee came out. That's why my leg is what you've been touching, Sam. That's gross. Not, not shaking anymore. Well, it's That's not just the sweat strange. from the studio. When you get old, you just you can't help things. <laughs> yeah, I'm hitting the music. Oh, our music. <laughs> That's good. Well, guys, anything in closing? We, that was a that show went down by fast. I guess when you have sports to talk about, it's a lot easier. We'll talk it, more. It about did go fast. Hey, yeah. thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. Matt, uh, Matt did I, have experience coronavirus firsthand. Either. Matt, do you have any things to say about? Yeah, I mean, you being have... a head coach for a, during this thing. It sucks. It sucked previously, and it sucks currently. And it's probably going to suck when they cancel our summer season. But um, I don't know. We got. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have a, a good coaching staff, and not just Scott. And I'm not just like Engie would say, pumping your tires. But no. um, to have the other coaches logging onto the Zoom meetings that are just painful for six hours a week, saying the same thing over and over. Um, you know, it's been tough. But they're kids. They'll they'll get through it. It sucks they don't get to play baseball their senior year, but. They got college next year, and they'll go on. They'll they'll be fine. It's selfishly, I just miss the game, but you know, we all get through it. I think summer might happen, but we'll see. I think maybe some... there. Don't speak for yourself. Well, I hope so. I'm gonna be a coach. Yeah, Sammy's got Sammy's got a lucrative. Matt, do you have any tips? Oh, for you me? meant you meant the summer season. I thought you just meant like summer in no, general. Summer's still coming yet. They haven't canceled summer, but the summer season. Yeah, Sammy's uh, gonna be a legion coach. If there's Matt, any advice? So, Sammy, you're going to be helping out with West St. Paul Legion, right? Yeah, correct. Thompson. Okay, cool. Um, just relax. My first coaching job, it was like, all right, how do I make build the perfect lineup and win every game? And then, you know, I not that I've been doing this, you know, this long, that long, but just chill. Just have a good time. And it's still baseball. Really, I mean, you'll have plenty of deep dives on fundamentals and stats on that team. Be the fun coach. That's the best part of coaching. <laughs> yeah, I'm only handling outfielding and base running, so I'm just going to always send them. Oh, no, you're not. First step back, right? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, don't uh, don't you, underestimate you the know. difficulties of base coaching. All right, Sam, don't belittle it. It's oh, not as easy I, I as think, it looks. Well, I've been through both ends with uh, Coach Kelvin, where you steal every pitch, <laughs> and I don't even want to mention the other dude's name, where <laughs> he... <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to stop. I don't want to get into trouble. I Speaking of base coaching, I think there's an opportunity at St. Thomas Academy Varsity to replace the first base coach. I I think he got away with some rookie mistakes that weren't called out. I mean, behind his back, they were called out. But I, I'm just saying, he 
another year of his poor base coaching, and I, I'm not sure we can handle it. Is Angie uh, a force? I'll no. let you take that up with him because I know he <laughs> listens to these. That's, so yeah. I know he's going to call you out as soon as he hears that. And That's Brian, true, if you're buddy. listening, you've been my number one first-base coach since day one. So don't don't worry. If, if Scott all, starts petition to run you out like we've done in the past, yeah. That's out of my control. I can tell you, uh, after speaking to Coach Myers, Coach Brian Myers, Drew's buddy, I don't think he likes coaching there, so it wouldn't be hard to run him out. There's <laughs> not, there's really only two things. Thing there's two things to worry about when coaching first base. Number one. Getting hit with a ball. Is, yeah, don't don't break any bones trying to field a ball you have no business fielding with your bare hands. Yeah, right. And number two, just yell back, and then you're good. That's all, that's all that really goes into being a first base coach. Because well, you're you're if he's going to second, he's going to second whether you like it or not. He's got you got nothing to do with that they, decision they whether you want to admit it or not. If somebody thinks they're going to second, they're gonna go. They're not gonna listen. But no broken bones and yell back. And I think and you can be me, a successful first base. You need to try to smooth the coaches and the first base dugout. I mean, unless they're your own, then it might be tougher. But yeah. See, I yeah, expect that's more important. out of my first base coach as a head coach. I'm you know I expect you're gonna hold the batting gloves. And you're gonna get into the first baseman's head, you know those the shin guards. The shin yeah, yeah. someone you gives a lot me of their Evo pockets. shield. Yeah, it's a good point. If someone gives me their Evo shield. I'm gonna throw it over the fence because that's a <laughs> disgrace that they're wearing them. That is a good hey, point. Come on, as a catcher, you can wear an Evo shield. All right, Sammy. Just because you were an outfielder and you don't understand what it's like to get pitch after pitch off the wrist, especially with the well, pitcher that I had, you check your privilege. Change anything. He's you're talking when they bat. Yeah, what are you going to do, on and off? Actually, at CHS, I got hit with a pitch in the wrist, and was that, well, we didn't play, but I would never miss a game, but I was couldn't practice for three weeks. That's true. And I didn't change. Well, maybe you're just way tougher than I am. <laughs> well, no, we just didn't have a game the following week. <laughs> ah, okay. I did pass concussion training, so we're good there. Yeah, you had to take pass. concussion training after you got hit in the wrist? No, the coach to coach. <laughs> no. no, I meant the coach. Got it. Maybe I need concussion training. It's possible. But there's no Virtus training unless you're at St. Thomas, but we, that's for another day. Is it Veritas? I don't know. It's not Virtus, but that's what we call it. <laughs> I think it is. Is it Virtus? I don't even know. I think it is, yeah. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I thought that's what it was called. Maybe I've just heard you say that so many times and <laughs> I, started to believe I, it. I, he does have that effect. Know. You'll start saying names wrong. You don't even realize. <laughs> Guess what? And I'm the <laughs> It's a, it's a cheap laugh. I'm the only one that brings it up, but it gets a laugh every time. So. Well, Scott, I don't think you said Jackson Marquardt's name correctly yeah. one time last year. Just call him Topping. Top yeah, well, that's what, it started with that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Which is, it's incredible that you get that last name wrong because I, I one of my college roommates' last name was Marquardt. So you'd think it's a name now after two tries you'd have right. But I'm not sure if I lined yeah. my roommates up from college, you'd get their names right. I'm not sure if Jackson listens or not, so I'm just not going to comment any further. But it was, yeah, it was, it was weird. He wasn't. It was weird. I like him, but yeah, I couldn't get that name right. It, and it's, it's, it's not his fault. It's, it's your fault, really, because you just there are some names you just I think you physically are incapable of pronouncing. I sort of write it off at the beginning and then just know it's not gonna. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I it. Well, I don't. Yeah. Plus, I didn't realize it's who it was. He he lost a hundred pounds. I couldn't. I didn't even know it was him for a while. That's because it was yeah. topping. Yeah. But then Markort lost the weight. He yeah, it was, it was awesome. He looked. Markort took over. He did. He got. He was. What a, I wish I could do that. But I just think of Lord Farquaad 
Is that how you pronounce it from the movie? What Shrek. movie? From Shrek. Yeah. He's like I, the little I, the little guy in Shrek. I didn't see Shrek. Oh, you really should. I meant to know. I have. Oh, by the way, and then we have to go. Uh, well, I took that plane ride a few weeks back. You're never gonna believe what movie I watched on the plane. No one's probably even heard of it. I watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Can you explain to me why that was on an airplane? That was like a choice to watch on an airplane. I watched, yes, on Delta. Well, I guess there was probably nobody sitting that close to the you. The scary part is when I was... Away, but when I was say, your, someone's giving you a weird look, probably. When I was your guys' age, I went 75 times, so I know every word that you're supposed yeah, to know. Yeah, I've, I've experienced that. Yeah, I've, I've, it's, I've, it's fun for like five minutes, and then it gets annoying. <laughs> but on the plane, it was awkward. He usually sticks to modern family, so you really got I, the I, dynamic duo there. I had watched them all, but anyways, all right. Uh, so you, I, you seem like you probably really closely associate with. I'm thinking of one specific character, modern family. I don't know his name, but you could probably guess who I'm thinking of. Cam. Who's Cam? I, the bigger guy that's um, married to <laughs> yeah. uh, the redhead. Eric uh, yes. Stone Street. Yeah, Eric. Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Big Chiefs fan, by the way, bringing it back to sports. Um, all right. Well, is the music playing yet? It it came and went. Oh no, I haven't gone. Should I end it then? That's your call again. Okay, well, I'm a, I'm low. Once low again, empty. thank you to Coach Matt Kelly of St. Thomas Academy for joining us on the Apples to Apples show this week. Matt, it was awesome, buddy. We really appreciate it. it yeah, just... thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. We'll do it again if you want me, I guess. Yeah, any anytime. It's, uh, I mean, it's, I could just be talking to these two, so why wouldn't I? Fair Other enough. than that, uh, we're going to be back next week, right, guys? I guess we have to be. We have to hold up our contract. We got out of it for a while. I'm an essential worker now, though, so I... Oh, yeah, Sam is working. Might have yeah, other... at like 5 a.m., not at 7 p.m. We should do like a 3 a.m. show. Just to mix it. No, okay. I'm off, but that's okay. I'm All right. Tech, we'll... For whatever it's worth, I, I am technically an essential worker. I just don't have to go into the office. No, I understand that. Matt's but if you too. said you wanted to do it at 2 p.m. and I could take an hour away from my day, I wouldn't complain. And Matt's working, too. Uh, and he's busy. Yeah, I don't know if I'm considered essential, but I'm working. <laughs> so, All right, everyone. We will be back next week. See ya. See ya.